What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Funbox Podcast. My name is Rob. I'm with Joe Messer, baby. What? What? Joe Messer is a... I've known this guy since I've been 12 or 13 in the Harbortown Trailer Park in Vermilion, Ohio. Harbortown. Woot, woot. So we're from the... Uh, Built, we're from trailers with skirting. skirting. So if you're from a trailer, you know what a skirting is. Or the... the Or an expando. An expando. Or a how, shed. Uh, <laughs> oh, everybody knows what a shed is. How about but. how about like the aluminum roof? Oh, the aluminum roof. And, and you were uh, worried about like when it stormed, you thought it was coming into your room. Yeah. Well, luckily we put a silver, black, or a white <laughs> goo on top of is our roof. <laughs> <laughs> what What is it called? Um... Nobody cares. It's, the, <laughs> but it's like it was like it's uh, sealant, like roof yeah, sealant. Yeah, I think it was more like the same shit they put on the road, you know. But like when you see guys like sealing their driveway, I think it's the same thing. But because it's going on your roof, they give you color options. Yeah. Well, we had silver. I think there's yeah. ways to keep heat. I know white was like really good for yep to keep heat away. Black was hot. I don't know. They're like, yeah. oh, there's different options you can choose. But it was probably a guy with his gut belly button showing. Yeah. And he's like, there's different options you can choose, you know. He's kind of you know. like the Hank Hill of selling propane, but he's just selling trailer park roof sealant. Yeah. Which is funny because the same guy that you would think that makes Tennessee whiskey is that guy. He's yeah, like, we're yeah. this charcoal filter. We just do it. We do it really good now. <laughs> we have a big, big, big process. Well, he's like really Southern. Yeah. Uh, I can't do it justice, but yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, it's that guy. Probably, it's his. It's his cousin. Yeah, oldest distillery in America, Jack Daniels. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, oldest distillery, and uh, the chief master distiller was uh, uh, a freed slave after wow. the Emancipation Proclamation, or yeah, Thirteenth Amendment, or whatever you want to. Yeah, obviously. that's. I did not know that. That's. Extremely interesting. I so filed that away in my while being a slave, he had learned he had been uh, he's been a dist- he was a distiller too then. But I wonder if he was a distiller as a slave. Like yeah, yeah, was he was job. for sure. But then uh, once he, I don't know if Jack Jeffrey. Daniels had him as a slave. That's a good possibility. Maybe it'll give him a bad name. Was but in this had just came out, and that so it could be a possibility that Jack Daniels owned uh, Nathan Green was his name. Hmm. Uh, so he invented the charcoal filter. What? Yeah, for Jack Daniels. Wow. Yeah. Nathan nearest Nathan Green, I think. Uh, I think that that's what it was. I'm gonna double check that. Um Rob, your lava lamp dude has a disease. Oh yeah. It's just started up. I should have started it earlier. That's what I, I don't done. you know, I don't think I've ever seen the beginning phases of a lava lamp. It's never. not it's not lava ink. You never had like no, I the crazy thing is my, I own a fucking lava lamp, and I mean my kids have it in their room, but I don't think I've ever watched it start like that. Right, that's very weird. Hmm. 
Makes me want to pay more attention to it. <laughs> I never knew that about lava lamps. No. It's wax or something, and yeah. it gets heated up, yeah. and it starts looking all gnarly, then eventually it goes... Yeah, I like the gnarly face. Um... Yeah, Nathan Nearest Green was his hmm. name. Incorrectly spelled Nearest in an, in an 1880 census was a black head, head stiller, commonly referred to now as a master distiller. Green was hired as the first master distiller for Jack Daniel's distillery. Wow. But not until after his death was he recognized as the first. Wow, hmm. that, would, that sucks when you die. That's when things happen, you know. Yeah. It's when you, you make a name for yourself. <laughs> yeah, that happens. That's how it always happens, usually. Uh, I think if, like, Jim Morrison was still alive, he would be like, oh, he was so, oh, my God, Jim Morrison. I don't know, Jim Morrison was the shit, but I don't think it would be as romantic if he didn't die. Chicks love dead hot dudes. Hot dudes, (laughs) The Crow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The Crow was never that good of a movie until... He died? Until he died. (laughs) And then all the chicks were like, oh, my God, he's so emo and... Leathery and dead. And leathery. That's funny. Uh, I play every Thursday at the Old Prague, and uh, to mark the occasion of the first Thursday night, we Mike took out a $5 bill and we all signed it. But it was a $5 bill from 1963. And I was like, damn, that's an old $5 bill. And it was right. still nice and crispy. I was like, this is as old as JFK's corpse. <laughs> damn. Super true. <laughs> Super true. This is as old as his corpse. Probably older. He died in uh, today, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, today was Rob, the anniversary. Rob, you're just full of fucking bullshit facts. Uh, no, I swear. Uh, he died. I um, thought I gotta get caught up. Hold I'm on just getting lucky. <laughs> oh, I gotta. I'm just landing. Where, where's, where's the Googles at? I need to get on the YouTubes. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> died this day in November 1963. I think. I'm. Whatever. If I'm wrong, then screw it. I'm pretty Nobody sure it's today. Cares. Whatever. You know what, though? If you wouldn't have said anything, you know there's one asshole out there like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I know. Guy. Well, actually, it is like an important. It is a very significant, you know, it's very significant. I think him and like three other presidents were the only people that got assassinated. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. It's a big deal, especially for his time. Oh, yeah. Because we had like badass guns. Yeah. We, somebody filmed the damn thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Live television. Yeah. like Or like whatever it was. I forget what it was. Like. But um, I know it was on a eight, whatever one of those 1963 type cameras. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> old timey uh, camera. A, a camera that had millimeter in the name, you know. Yeah, it was a millimeter camera. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm here with, um, with Joe Messer here, everybody, and uh, uh, not only does he work with the uh, service of the car service. <laughs> What is what what is the what do you call your you a service advisor? No, I'm a uh, parts and service director. A parts so, and, yeah. parts and service director for yeah. for Chevy. For yeah, for Spitzer Chevy. So I'm the uh, I'm in charge of all the technicians and the service advisors, and I'm technically in charge of the parts guys, but I have a really experienced seasoned parts manager, so I don't really even have to deal with it. But um, yeah, I do all the stuff that nobody wants to do. So like when people are angry, like ah, my car's broke for the third time this week, then I, I get to deal with that guy. Right. And, yeah, and that's what I do there. But uh, you know, 
kind of shit job. I mean, I like working at where I work at it. That you know, they're good people and all that. But man, it's just it's tough. You know, it's a lot of angry bitching. I mean, people. you can't. Yeah, it, it's kind of like. Uh, I mean, that's what life is. It's like your job is, even if you own a restaurant, you're there to make food for hungry people. Cr- yeah, cranky, and they're cranky. Hungry. And you know the bad when thing. You, when you don't eat. Bad thing is about cars is, you know, uh, people make emotional attachments to their cars. They name their cars. They they're in their cars all the time, and then they're like, you know, you know, how many times I get people call like, Billy's having a hard time driving down the road. I'm like, who the fuck is Billy? You know, oh, <laughs> that's your car. You know, uh, okay, so what's wrong with Billy? You know, and they have this emotional attachment, but they don't oh, realize wow. they're driving. Literally, they're driving a piece of equipment. Yeah. You know, I mean, I always use this analogy with people when they don't understand why their car is unreliable. I'm like, it's like a, 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 a really advanced tractor. Do you go out right. and yell at your lawnmower because it doesn't cut the grass? No, you don't because it's a piece of machinery. It's a, you know, it's going to fucking break. Yeah. You just, you know, but, you know, that's what you deal with. That's what you sign up for, I guess, when you do that job. And I've been doing it a real long time, so... I get, that kind of stuff doesn't really even phase me anymore. I kind of look forward to it when I have somebody just flying off the handle. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go break this guy in half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a challenge, but it, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. On the side, though. On the side. Joe Messer has a business titled KT Bar. Pronounce it Rob. Equine. 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 Yeah, Katie Bart Equine. Equine service. Yeah. See, Rob's sporting the, the shirt. Vlebet. Vlebet. So, yeah. Katie Bart Equine, man. Got it right here. Bing. Uh, horseshoe. Yeah, it's a farrier is what it's called by trade. Okay. Yeah. A farrier. I can't get situated on this freaking stool. That's all right. Bad idea for the stool. Learn <laughs> better. Yeah, so, yeah. Shoeing horses is what I do. And, uh, yeah, it's a really nice, it's a really nice, uh, hobby. A lot of people can't do it, you know, and I think that's what I like about it is that it's, uh, it's a super old trade. It's actually the, uh, one of the oldest trades, um, in the world. Uh, just general yeah, being a yeah. blacksmith and horseshoeing and all that stuff. I think the only trade that's older than being a farrier is being a barber. Yeah. I'm sure. Hair. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Cutting hair. Um, it's crazy. I was watching this video on wild horses and uh, um, how they don't they don't seem to look at human beings as a huge threat. It no. doesn't seem like it. No, and, they don't. And even horses uh, in captivity don't really see us as a threat too much. You know, it's almost... Uh, like well, let me let me put this out there. Horses in the wild are very independent. They're very stubborn. Horses in general can be very stubborn, but wild horses uh, don't give a shit about you. And uh, the fir- and I had been around horses for a while, and uh, before I encountered my first Mustang, like off the range that somebody had like went and captured, and they were gonna train it and break it and do all this stuff, and and. Uh, most of the time with horses, like when you're training a green horse or a young horse, um, and if they get excited or start flailing around or, you know, whatever during the process, 
they were born on the ranch and they had been handled, you know, from birth. So they come out seeing people and understanding and knowing what people are. Um, so they, they're rarely aggressive, outwardly aggressive. They're just scared and confused. Okay. So that's how they get dangerous is they get scared and confused and they're just 1200 pounds and they run you over on accident. But a wild horse, naturally, yeah. a wild horse will stare you down and try and kill you. Mm. You know, they really, they will destroy you. Yes. And it was the first time I had encountered that because most of the time in training horses, the most effective way to train a horse, I feel, is to be a very dominant person. Like you have to be more dominant than they are well, in you, order to get you, them to listen. You do a service for that. So you meet horses for the first time and you have to do pick up their feet. Yeah, I mean, that's part of their training process when they're babies. Like, you, as soon as a horse is born, they start playing with their feet. So it doesn't matter who it is? No. Okay. It doesn't matter who it is. Specifically, my business and what I do is... You know, they're like dogs or a lot of different animals, different people, they act differently. Oh, yeah, no, horses act differently around different people. Okay. Especially, like, if I go out for the first time, let's say it's a horse that's, you know, 10, 15 years old, and it's obviously had its feet done because they got to get done every six to eight weeks. So it's had its feet done hundreds of times by now. Uh, just because I'm a new person, they don't know me, I might have a different body posture or uh, level of dominance or whatever going into the barn. They're going to like almost look at me like, okay, what are you going to do? You know, Are you a good dude? You know, that kind of thing. And I found that 90% of problems with horses in terms of training problems or them getting upset when you're trying to work on their feet or them getting upset when you're trying to run them. Most of that comes down to the horse not trusting you yeah. or you not trusting that horse. And so I always work really hard to establish a good level of trust from the beginning. Right. You know? So like the perfect example is last week I worked on a horse for the first time in a really nice horse, uh, but he had a, an, an old injury on his leg. So... He didn't like to support his body weight on the leg. So when I would pick up his leg on the opposite side, he would kind of get shitty about it, you know. And through course of me not letting him have his other leg back and when he would relax and give up and then putting, and then I'd put his foot down, you know, it showed him that I'm not there to be an asshole, but I'm not going to let him get away with shit either, you know. And then right. I spent 15 minutes with him just establishing that, and then after that he was fine. He did, you know, he needed to know I wasn't trying to lamp, throw him around, and that I that he can stand on three legs while I do this, and that no one's going to try and eat him in the process. Right. So horses are prey animals. Yeah. So, it, it, originally when they are being handled like that, their brain tells them they're going to get eaten by something. So they yeah. have to trust you enough to know that they're that you're not trying to eat them. Yeah. It's funny though the people that love horses. I see. I hear this frequently. I mean, not a lot, but. It's like somebody that's real used to their horse, and it's like a giant like trade horse or something, or what do you call it? Uh, a draft horse. Draft horse, yeah. Yeah, like a big horse. Like yeah, a trade draft. That's okay. Um, uh, they uh, like it's a big dumb animal. They say like or like uh, yeah, it's just, just a big dumb animal. Yeah. And I mean, they love the horse, but they just they just have like this confidence with this gigantic creature mm-hmm. that can destroy you like, yeah. easily, like kick you in the head and oh, yeah. you'll be kill retarded you. or kill you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, and I think it's funny because like certain, you can find this in different horse breeds and you can find this in different 
within a breed, but some horses are extremely intelligent and some horses just aren't, you know, and, uh, John Wayne had a, had a great quote that said, there's nothing better to ride than a dumb horse because if a horse is too intelligent and you have them on a task, let's say you're riding a horse and you're just on a trail that he's been on a hundred times. If he's really smart, he's going to get bored and he's going to start acting up. Horses have the emotional capacity of an eight year old kid. Yeah. So just like any eight year old kid, when they get bored, they're going to start fidgeting. They're going to start goofing off because they don't want to do whatever you're doing. But if you have a really dumb horse on that trail ride, all he wants to do is make you happy. Well, I'm going to just ride this trail, you know. Where a smart horse, that's a horse you use for work. You know, you, you get out in an open field with a, you know, 100 head of cattle and you help, and he helps you pick a cow out and he helps you ride the fence and, you know, run cones or do whatever you're doing. If he knows he's got a job, he's going to be a lot better off. But, you know, that being said, they are big ass animals. You know, yeah. like those draft breeds and stuff, they can get two, 3,000 pounds depending on what, breed they are yeah you know uh like i worked on a horse about five years ago uh when he was a stud colt so he was two um and he's a belgian his name was jack and he's right now the biggest horse in ohio and he's going to compete to be the biggest horse in america and this horse is almost 3400 pounds like he's just wow i mean his head is you know three and a half feet long he's just immense yeah for those of you you don't yeah um for those of you that don't know, we're in Ohio, Vermilion, Ohio. Yeah. And uh, every year I go to, I try to go to the Lorraine County Fair. Yeah. You get to see all types of a variety of horses there. And uh, when they're in their stables or wherever they're keeping them, um, you're walking to their asses to you. And some of them don't have like any kind of, barricade and i'm like going dead center because if they kick me yeah i'm like fucked you know and they're like in kicking range for for mm-hmm. all for all these kids and everything and i'm like yeah i and i've never seen anybody get kicked or heard anybody getting kicked and it, but it's freaks me out and the older i get like remember when we, we used to jump on trains and like you know <laughs> yeah like make napalm and yeah yeah I can't do things like that anymore. Like, uh, or just being around horses that big, not knowing, like they they could just kick you in the freaking head at any given yeah. moment. Yeah. Like this one horse had a had a maybe that's why the door was closed. It was a big wooden door, and the horse just went boom and yeah. kicked this door, and it's just like, <laughs> and this thing is like twelve feet tall. I don't even know. It's yeah. huge. Huge. And. Yeah. Uh, the dude, the owner's like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, yeah. You, you know, uh, it's funny. Is It's really uncommon for um, a horse to kick. Um, most of the time, so if you're ever like in a barn and you see a horse that's got a red flag tied in its tail, that means a horse is a kicker. Oh, yeah. Um, it's more common to get bit. Oh, really? Yeah, that's that probably that's too, probably man. why they're backwards. Is there's a lot of horses that they don't like bite, but they're real mouthy. Like they want to reach out and use their lips to like yeah. grab your shit, and they'll like make your hair all wet and nasty. But some horses do like to nip, you know, and uh, that's more common because a lot of horses have oral fetishes. Like uh, it's just like with a cat or a or a puppy. If a lot you, of people do too. Yeah. <laughs> In a good way. But if they uh, get pulled from their mothers too soon or, you know, some horses can develop 
certain, they can learn bad habits from other horses or whatever. But it's more common for them to bite and nip than it is for them to kick. But I've been kicked several times, and the other way, it's no fun. No, it's like a. Whenever you feed them, you keep your hand like keep your hand flat, flat yeah, because their mouth is just like huge, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, their mouth runs like if you look at a horse's head, you know, it's this long. Their teeth go all the way back. Oh yeah. So, you know, that's forget little... about that. They get it, and then it slowly gr- they grind. Yeah, it they up. grind it up as it goes back. Yeah. Uh, Maggie loves the smell of horse shit, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, it reminds her of her childhood. Oh, did she have horses growing up? Her her grandma did. Oh yeah, dude. And she, and she yeah, she loves the smell of horseshit. It's a shitty smell, and she loves it, and which works out for me because when she, when she goes down on me, I'll know I need I didn't wipe good enough when she gets nostalgic. <laughs> That's fucked up. No, but, but uh, really no, she funny. really does love the smell of horse poop. Dude, I mean, I I know I it's I don't think that's that that's super uncommon. I know a lot of chicks that are really into like horse smell the barn like they walk in the barn and like oh my god you know really get into it and i guess i mean i guess i kind of enjoy it too it's why i do it women but. are dirty that's what it is man yeah for sure but to like next time we get intimate i'm just gonna spit in her mouth or something <laughs> and when she looks back at me and goes like what the fuck i'm like you swallow semen <laughs> what, what i'm the i'm the nasty I'm, one yeah i'm the weird one <laughs> What's going on here? Well, she you're, used to you're, until you're she saw with, this podcast. You're with, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're with me. Yeah. You know what you signed up for. Yeah. It's like, I look at my naked body in the mirror and I'm like, she's got to be the better half because why would she, you know, she must really love me. Look at this disgusting. Yeah. And then I look, Dude, at, I look at her naked body. I'm like, wait, I'm the better half. Oh, no. My standards are way higher than hers. <laughs> That's true. That's funny. Dude. Well, you know, it's funny. Like. I have a Dude, nice. I have a, I have a better palate for yeah. <laughs> for what 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 you know what uh what what's attractive. <laughs> Dude, I feel bad for women though because oh, guys man, they got to deal with the ugly. Fucks, you have to Dude. have a good personality. Yeah, That's what it ugly is. fucking monsters. Just, I mean, like the hair is one. Like and like just all the outwardly weird shit. You know, like look at dicks. Dicks are ugly. Oh, oh, fucking hideous. Joe Camel looks like a dick. His face looks like a penis. Yes. Random thought, but check him. Check out Joe Camel next time. Yeah. His fucking whole face looks like a dick, like a ball sack and dick. It's like that's totally You're super passionate about this, Rob. <laughs> fucking Joe Camel and his dick face. <laughs> but uh, uh, hey, man, this is a childhood friend of mine. <laughs> yeah, we, you, this is what we do. Dude, remember when we were kids and we were at the trailer park and we would play, like, music with the door locks in the cars? Oh, yeah, we'd do beat, we'd, make like, beats. Like, flap it. Yep. Make a beat out of the... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing uh, Aaron Neville the other day. Like, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know how much, but you know I love you. <laughs> no touch, no feel of cotton, the fabric of my life. You know what's funny is every time I hear that, okay, so you would think that you're talking about like a cotton shirt, sheets. Oh yeah, something beautiful. 
But for some reason, my brain goes to a black guy singing about cotton. No, a roll of toilet paper <laughs> with cotton on it. You know, like yeah. cotton toilet paper. So now every time I hear that song, I think about him wiping his ass. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe that's why he sings like that. He's like, touch the feel cotton. The, the touch and the feel of cotton. Dude, Aaron Neville's a shit dough. Yeah. Dough. 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 <laughs> Aaron Neville's a shit dough. I work in Illyria. <laughs> dough. <laughs> dough to go. But, uh, yeah. Dough uh, to dough. Yeah, man, dude. Um, horses. Uh, it's It's cool, though. Uh, up on uh, Main Street where the hardware store is, they still got the horse fucking hookups things. Yeah. The, and they're original. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the jailhouses has them too. Yeah, the hitching posts. Yeah, the hitching posts for the, yeah, and for if the you cops look, and stuff. A lot of people don't realize, like, if you look around town, especially in, like, Berlin Heights, there's these very large, um, sometimes they're sandstone or whatever stone was popular in that town, but these really large blocks. And most of the time, they're like a foot tall, about three foot wide by like three foot wide, you know. And those were mounting blocks. So you would ride your horse up there so you could get off on a step. Or like that's where the buggies would stop and you'd get out on a step. So, and those are really popular. If you find them on your property, you just leave them. You un, un, you know, dig them out and everything so that they look cool. And Right. So, and you'll see them on the side of the roads a lot, like in smaller towns. Like I'm sure if you drive around downtown Vermillion, you'll find them and then like downtown like Amherst and stuff, they're all over the place. So. Yeah. Original? Original, yeah. I always thought it'd be cool to, like, move downtown and then, like, just ride my horse around town like yeah. they used to back in the day. It's really cool, these YouTube videos, because a lot of people love history, love doing... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's wild how original some towns maintain their... Like, a Vermilion. I think the only thing that's different about Vermilion than uh, how it was back even in the 50s or the 40s or 30s mm-hmm. is the tree growth. Yeah. Uh, I can only imagine either they cut down all the big ones and now the little ones that they planted. I couldn't imagine like in the 50s it was probably bare, like super bare. <laughs> yeah. Um, like everything they cut down, they're like starting new. Yeah, you know. And now, now everything's like overgrown. Everything's getting real big, and it's like you kind of. It's hard to imagine the history when you have we have the earth growth around us that happens because yeah. that, in a way, you could look at the fifties and it, it'll look like an industrial new age where there's no trees. Yeah, and or it's just like tiny not little growth. trees because there's not they're not grown yeah. yet. Well, you know what's crazy is uh, my wife Kathy was doing this research on. The area she just thinks the history of our area is really really cool, and um, there was a railroad that ran a trolley. Actually, it wasn't a railroad; it was like a trolley track that ran through this area that went almost down like where Route Six is now. So, like, you remember on like Route Six at the end, right before the S, before you get to Harbor Town, there was the castle looking house on the left hand side on the south side of the road. On what? On Route Six. On Route Six. Go, oh, going yeah. to Harbor Town. Yeah, the castle house. Yeah, yeah. the castle house. It's like from. That's pre-13th uh, Amendment. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Kathy and I know the uh, the ladies that own that house, so we got to go through it and do, like, a tour and everything. It's really cool. But there is a little shack. It looks like a bus stop uh, out in the front yard. Yeah, and that yeah, was actually I see that. a trolley stop. 
Oh, it was a trolley stop. It was a trolley stop. And if you notice, there's a trolley stop right there. And then there's also one like just maybe 50 yards away from it. Mm -hmm. The nice one was the master's trolley stop, like for the people that lived in the house. The little one, the kind of shittier looking one right after that was for the servants. Oh, wow. Yep. And there's trolley stops all over the place. And there was a um, a theme park with roller coasters in oh, yeah. well. Yeah, I know about that And one. there was a theme park and roller coasters in, like, the Beulah Beach area. Yeah. And, like, the whole... That's why this is called Vacation Land. Yeah. Because what they used to do is, like, be from, like, Toledo to Cleveland, this was just a bunch of little amusement parks, and you could take the trolley to go to all of them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Kathy could tell you all the, like, the dates Which and the is kind of crazy. Uh, metal detector people... Um, they research areas and mm-hmm. they'll go, I'm surprised I don't see a lot of metal detector folks. Well, then again, that's an eccentric thing, hobby. Yeah. Uh, but it is amazing hobby. It's awesome. Like when you find, there's things you can you find, find. really cool stuff. Then really cool stuff. Like, well, like there's some people, YouTube channels out there that these people find, um, they're just well versed on like what kind of coins and like the history and where, where these coins. Yeah, are they'll from. like find this weird coin in the dirt and know exactly what it is. The craziest guy is go. He lives in Vermont and he there's uh, coins from like English coins from the 1600s. He's found a 17 like 80 on the surface of the dirt. Really? Yeah, like it was just dropped. That's how, it's just, to me, that's just so, ah, I love that shit. I love weird that, like, nobody touched that area or saw yeah, for, that for Somebody that stepped long. on it, you know, yeah. and, like, didn't even look down. Or something. Or it was, he's in the mountains of Vermont, yeah. you know. Mm, okay. And there's just different, or, or there's different way passage areas. He just does some research on, like, there, there was this at this point. Yeah. And it's really wild in the woods. A lot of, there's a lot of woods in America that weren't woods at one point. Yeah. And uh, when you're in the woods and you see, like, a, cave or, or like a, something that goes down and there's like stones that was a cellar for like a building like a house uh-huh. and um the way americans are we're consumers we build things and if yeah. it goes away if anything it lasts for a lifetime yeah and that's it uh, we don't make things that last that's forever permanent. because we don't you know we're just about the moment you know yeah. in the good old united states uh, and then in europe they have toilets older than our country you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah right and uh, but uh, it's cool though, man. I love th- these kind of people. You learn a lot from them, and uh, they have this amazing hobby, and they find the a really amazing stuff. Mostly buttons. Oh yeah, I'm it's sure. buttons all the time. It's, if you think it's a coin, it's a button all the time. Yeah, and it's uh usually it's really cool. He he keeps the buttons because a lot of the times it's just old as fuck. Like. Mm-hmm. He finds pilgrim buckles, like from colonial buckles, from shoes and sh- all the time. Like hmm. uh, harmonica reeds. Yeah. Um, but the good stuff is the coins. Mm-hmm. The good, like, if it's in good condition, it's good. But it, it's always, there's always the main guys in, in the world that have, like, a pristine version. I mean, they kept them forever. And, and then you get this guy that finds them in the woods mm-hmm. 300 years later or whatever, and they're not that worth as much as somebody else's, but it's still cool as fuck yeah. to find something like that. And, uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, well, I was going with the Vermilion, Ohio, though. Uh, I c- couldn't imagine. It had to. Right now, it's hard to 
figure out what things looked like back in the day when you see it so old and grown and like not dilapidated but time you know time is the best artist right yeah so it's like uh they did that for us like planted those trees Mm -hmm. and to line up the roads to overhang the the walkways Mm -hmm. but you can't even use the walkways like if you have a stroller you're gonna bump because all the roots are growing under the walkways, yeah. making all the sidewalks all like gunk, gunk, yeah. gunk, gunk. <laughs> See, it didn't look like that when it was first made. It was pristine. Yeah. And it was like, so when you, if we took a trip back in time, we'd be like, are we back in time or are we just in a really nice area? Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what is going on? Like, look at that house. It has a really nice paint job on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, who, it's actually a of, paint job. It's not a vinyl sided right? house. <laughs> like, like a, what kind of like uh, yuppies live there? Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's like a middle class dude yeah. that just painted his own house. <laughs> and now it's uh, it, it gets all the red, you know, rust away, all the wood. Time gives you this illusion of what old things are. And it's really, when it was back then, it was like, how we see shit now. It, yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I just weird. I, I even look at black and white footage like that. I'm like, it wasn't black and white. Yeah. <laughs> like people, like Aborigines were seeing shit in color. They were probably doing acid trips and seeing like kaleidoscope crazy shit, you know, and they're like, oh my God, mm-hmm. just like we do now, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's just wild. It's wild that we, we were wreaking the benefits of standing on the shoulders of giants that worked and sacrificed and died for this awesome like this computer that's giving me imagery where I can record yeah things on it. It's just I love it, man. I love the the, the now, but almost I I almost have to say more than it, like like I said, if I if I took a a a time machine back then, it'd be like, okay. Um it kind of just looked like this without my awesome MacBook. And so let me ask you this: it, What if it was the roles reversed, though? Like, what if they took a time machine and come up here? You think they'd be disappointed? I don't think so. No, they would look at this computer and be like, "What the shit? Yeah. Oh my god, I dreamt about this or something." Yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, like all right, on. Google me. You know? Yeah, Google <laughs> me, dude. We were riding horses, man. We had a I, or some guy like I was on my Ford Model T. Yeah, <laughs> trying to find directions. And uh, damn, yeah. I had to go. He's like, he's like, I had to go 15 miles, man. It was horrible. <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, 15 miles. Yeah, well, it must have been really horrible. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, we. I go 25 to work every day and back. What? Yeah. What? What are you talking <laughs> about? <laughs> yeah. How do you drive 25 miles in one way and 25 oh, yeah. another? Oh yeah. By the way, we fly through the air like nothing. Yeah. We own the sky. Did Did you know that we own the sky now? Yeah. What? I drive a Chevy. What, what in the tarnation? <laughs> yeah, what in the tarnation? I drive a Chevy. It's made out of Axis Scud missiles and Falcons <laughs> that do arm wrestling. <laughs> That's a George W. <laughs> yeah. one right there. Well, what we do is we have the best Scud missiles. You could, tur- ask your, you could ask your mom, Chevys. you could ask your family. <laughs> they told you, I told you. And then we take them Scuds and we turn them into Chevys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't drive. Yeah. <laughs> 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 turn them into Chevys. Now, what you got to do? Is you got to get your Scud missiles and your drones, yeah. and you bomb them living motherfucking crap out of them. Out of them. Oh, that was my Obama. There yeah. you go. Had There's to put, no Obama. Slide that guy There's in no there. There's Obama. We don't, we don't drive no Fords. Fords <laughs> are made out of coach purses, <laughs> tampons, and saggy titties. <laughs> no, he talks smooth, so he was awesome. Yeah. 
He's <laughs> the smoothest talker, dude. But uh, uh, we came a long way. And uh, it's cool, though. I live in a town that embraces uh, the history, but at the same time, they're going to be the last ones. I guarantee they're probably the last ones to get the electric. Like, oh, yeah. Lorraine got it way before us. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Lorraine's the our sister city, or not sister city, I shouldn't say that. Well, actually, no, that's not true. The Castle House we were talking about earlier yeah. was the first house in Ohio to get electricity as its main like source of light. Oh, really? Yep. They, of course it was. They still have the fucking old fuse box. Uh, they, like, kept the old fuse box in there and, like, to, you know, to, to restore the house. So, like, Thomas Edison came to that house and oversaw the install. Nice. And, uh, no shit. Nobody talks about this. It'll it'll come up one day. Pawn Stars just now did a episode in Vermilion. Yeah. Recently. Well, dude, you know we should we should uh, you have to come over sometime. We'll go over there and I'll show you. We'll we'll go over there and do the tour. Dude, it'll blow your skill. No way. You you could get. You have access to that place. Yeah, I told you. My, me and Kathy know the people that own that. Place. Oh, you. Oh, god. That's in my Annabelle had her sixteen. Uh, 16 I mean, I didn't know day. you had like complete. Like you could just go there. Yeah, we'll just call them. Tell them we want to come over and check it out. Dude, me and Maggie would love that. Maggie, oh, wants, really? Maggie's been wanting to see that place for. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, it's super cool. We did it. We were like online looking at that place, looking at the inlet. Like we were uh, like, uh, you can book it for parties. Nah. Yeah, that's the what ballroom that they. Got? Yeah, that's what they do with it now. What the fuck? Yeah, dude, and they supply all the antique furniture and shit. Turn dude, on a fireplace. That's where we should have our next. Hall- that eventually, we like to throw a Halloween party. Yeah. Tiny Halloween party, but I'd like to throw a big one, and that's where I would like it at. Yeah, uh, so awesome. yeah, that's where we had Annabelle's 16th birthday party. She had a masquerade ball there. It's called the Rumsey Mansion. Wow. Yeah, it's really cool. And they do tours. Do they have a staircase? It's like it's got like a small turn, and then it goes up, and it goes up to the second floor. And the staircase is all notch and groove. There's no nails in it. Wow. Yeah, dude. And then I they have like this that. door. It's all like hand chiseled, like all these crazy like lock and key mm-hmm. looking things, and. That's wow. really cool. Yeah, really cool. Well, I just look at that building. I'm, I feel like a child when I when I think about that because I, I I forget that I'm 35 now and I could actually just communicate with people and maybe yeah. I could get a peek inside. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, to me, I'm just like, oh, like, well, I could find out who owns it, send him an email, and be like, yo, yeah, hey, dude, what's up with that building? Man? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. a pretty cool house. Think I could uh, check it out sometime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I uh, it's just so like uh, I romanticize over that history and like. Uh, I love it, man. I love it. Uh, it's just like America's unique in that we make everything out of wood, and if it still survived, it's I'm like it's like oh my god, yeah, yeah, you know. And like people in Europe, obviously, like I said, it's everything's so. There's bars, and I think in the like, in the Middle East and in Europe that have walkways made out of granite, and they were steps, but now for thousands of years, as people walked, it's rounded. It's off. a ramp. It's a ramp. And they uh, that takes so much time, yeah, to do that, and they still have them and they still use them as buildings. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. Um, the only thing we got, I mean, we got all, things made out anything made out of stone. Mount Rushmore is gonna last forever. It's, I mean, a really long time. Yeah. But um, uh, as far as the industrial revolution or things in modern technology, uh, the Empire State Building, as as far as steel goes, it's going to last a really long time. Uh-huh. 
steel. Well, it's uh, steel and stone, so. Yeah. And uh, the rivets that they did, the way they built it, it's uh, it's actually amazing how fast that thing was built. Like It's amazing. The The whole story about the Empire State Building is yeah, it's ridiculous how many... It's kind of like you could say they used immigrants to come here to to be workers. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, that's it is what it is. I mean, it, obviously, they're, I mean, they got paid. Some died <laughs> right. as a big building. But that it, it is the way of the way, American way. And it is that tightrope with no safety net. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. And it's like uh, you got to... You got to keep working. That's what you got to do. So I know we were trying to, like, save this for a fucking thing, but I really want to try this whiskey. Oh, yeah. So, uh, but. No, I was saving it for now. For for right now. Okay, good. So I'm going to try this whiskey. Uh, it's McCormick. And the reason I bought it is because it was nine bucks. Show, show the label to the camera. Nine bucks. And I've been on this kick lately of. Trying to find the cheapest whiskey, or like Canadian whiskey, bourbon, the cheapest uh, best whiskey, whiskey or yeah, the best, cheap. like the best ten dollar bottle I can find. Well, the cheapest best whiskey is Jack Daniel's Old Number Seven, I think. No, 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 you're backwards. I want to find the best cheap whiskey. Oh, you're talking like dirt fucking Like cheap. I'm talking like if you're spending more than so 10 bucks nine, a bottle. Oh, that's it. Yeah, ten that's, bu- I want to find the best whiskey for 10 bucks. Dude, that's like really trash cheap though. Dude. Yeah, dude, no that, well, offense. That, no, it is. It is. And your beard, your beard justifies <laughs> your cause though. Yeah, but here's the thing. I mean, I actually put more money in my beard product to come yeah, over I know, here. I than I did that <laughs> bottle. <laughs> I bet, yeah. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, he has a beard. Yeah. How can he afford all the oil and... <laughs> and straighten and yeah. rise? Mm, so, that man, he's doing something on the side. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited to try because I haven't tried this one He yet. twists his mustache. And it looks good. <laughs> How can I say that? It looks good. Oh, man, it does not look good. Look at... Okay, look at the... Okay, I'm going to show you Okay. <laughs> you guys the difference of the crafted bottle between like a cheap whiskey obviously it's got to be cheap because they don't want to spend the money on the bottling you can't you can't this is basic bottling they probably use the same bottle and they buy the bottles from the same bottle company that uses that makes vodka brand vodka yeah <laughs> there's there's the vodka brand vodka they also make that's the same guy that they get their canadian mist bottles from yeah so you know? so this is the bottle like shape You'll ever find. I like that, Joe. I, I just want to show this bottle shape of some of something. It's not a, too expensive. It's $65, $66 for a single barrel, barrel proof Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. But they sell these bottles, and I think they go for like 16 bucks. Just the bottle. Just the bottle. So. But, what, but how about this? What if we poured $10 whiskey into that bottle? <laughs> But do you think the bottle would explode in anger? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. you! Get out of me, dude! It would cheapen it this would, bottle. It would. That bottle would feel molested. <laughs> it would be. It'd, it'd be like. <laughs> it'd be like a really nice house with solar panels on the roof, and then yeah. a trailer 
parked like right, parked next, to right next to it. <laughs> My bottle of whiskey is the trailer parked next to it. <laughs> like a really nice, like, I don't know, one of those, like, white, like, those rich motherfuckers with the white yeah. house pillars in the fucking oh, yeah. front. Yeah, they have, like, the, the, that, that's, like, a name for that. That's, a uh, um. They want to look the like the White House. house. Yeah. They got a, they got a, they, they, That's a they're, plantation they're the home. type of people that put the American flag on the pole. Yeah. <laughs> with a light shining yeah, up every, on it. Every day. He's yeah. just looking at you all condescending. Yeah. He's like, Get you don't do phone. it. Yeah. You're not this. I'm a true right. American. Yeah. <laughs> I voted. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's going to be me, dude. Yeah. Guarantee it. Oh, yeah. I'm turning into Archie Bunker, oh, like yeah. straight up, like, I, it's it's gonna happen. I'm gonna be an old guy and be like, Maggie, I'm sorry. This is what I gotta do. I just to be a better man. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I find myself life. doing that. I'm gonna be the guy that like sits on my porch watching the little bastards get off the school bus. <laughs> get off my yard! And I say I don't think I'll be like that. Like uh, I'm afraid to have a kid because I'm afraid I'm gonna laugh at my kid when my kid says something smartass to oh, Maggie. Dude. No, it does. Like, you do. And I'm really like, that was a good one. Yeah, you do. You don't. Damn. The, you don't prepare for that because that shit does happen yeah. all the time. You know, it's like uh, Kathy was yelling at Killian, and she's like, "Man, you know, Killian's six, so he's full of all these little smartass remarks, and they he doesn't mean them to be smartass. He, in his mind, he's just trying to find a way to get out of trouble. Yeah. So like, Kathy says, Killian, I'm I'm gonna go in the back room, do some stuff. Don't leave the house. And he goes, okay. So he's watching TV. So what's he do? She's in the back room. She hears the door close. She's like, what the fuck? So she goes out there, right? Not in the house. She goes out on the porch, yelling for him, Killian, get out of here. No response. Killian. He finally comes running around the house. She's like, what are you doing? I've been yelling for you. And he said, but mommy, my ears are so small. I just can't hear well. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so you're going you're gonna to laugh at that shit. All but right, anyway. Dude, we're going to have to uh, wrap it up. Let's play a song. You want to jam? Yeah, let's do it. It's uh, 46 minutes in, and I'm going to keep it live. This is going, uh, my episodes keep getting longer and longer and longer. Yeah, but. So, what I'm going to do, I'm probably, I don't even have to say this. Dude. I'm going to edit it. Is that good? It's really good. Oh, yeah. How's that whiskey? Dude, that is fantastic. You want to try it? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Like you water. don't hate it. it. Tastes like water. I'm drinking. Well, it. no, it tastes like water because there's two melted ice cubes in it. It sat too long. We're too busy bullshit. It's too sweet for me. It's a little sweet. Ugh. I don't know, man. Let's try it with no ice. Whiskey, guys. Yeah, but look at the color difference. Get used to it. Look at the color difference. Look how dark yours is. See what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Well, yours is Jack, so it's well, it's uh, aged a lot more and uh, stuff like that. Oof! Oh, it smells a lot different with no water in it. All right, y'all. Not sure what we're gonna do. That is not good, dude. I'd still drink it though. Here, now, now, taste it real quick. Just try. Just fucking do it, Rob. God, quit being a bitch. You know you like it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. Listen, you know how many times you made me drink Mad Dog in a river? I don't want to hear your In a river. I want to hear your I've never made him drink Mad Dog in a river. Bullshit. A creek, maybe. Yeah, a creek. Yeah, definitely a creek. 
Remember when like a, Ma- a, a little babbling brook. Yeah, you remember when like a tributary to a babbling brook. Remember when like Matt Baird could finish a whole bottle of Mad Dog, and we we're like, "Whoa, how'd you do that?" We were pissing our pissing our pants and shit, trying to figure out how to do it. All right, go for it, dude. Uh, what are we doing? I don't know. Play. Playing the giddies. We could have planned that a little better. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, what it's like, guys. This is the Fun Box Podcast, so this is what you get. Tuning. <laughs> this is our uh, number one hit called called B. <laughs> called E A D G B E. I need to think of a mnemonic for that because I always forget it. And I, I've been playing forever, dude. Don't I don't even. All my musician friends. Hate me right now. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, right. You don't know all the strings. <laughs> like, I, I, I really, honestly, I suck so bad at music. I, I just make songs. I'm yeah. like, I'm like a trap. Like, I should live in a trap house in East Cleveland. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, they love music and they do it, and that's how I do it. Like how they do it. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I get that. I do it. It's a means to an end. That's what I do it for. You know what I, I really I, like? I don't know how the, the craft of it, like the do-do-do, bing, go, 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 make it up, ba-ding, ba-ba-do-ba-do, bang. Can't do it. Because I'm so distracted. So distracted by life. Yeah. But I, I want to get the song done. That's all. I, I just want to make a song. That's all I want. Just get it over with. But anyway, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do. I'll do. We'll do that one that's like. I don't remember what we were doing for this. Getting it all figured out right here. Getting it, getting the tunage done. My friend named Joe got them horseshoes though. Gonna put it on your horses and ride. Friend named Joe, you know what it is though. And if you're gonna do it, yo. You gotta be true to your life Yeah, Joe Joe He's gonna make you know My good friend Joe 
Joe You know what it is though No, don't tell me Bono's baseball <laughs> Bono's baseball And, he, and football And <laughs> How to break bats over his knee, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was badass. Super badass. Super badass. You know, we ran out of time. Sorry we couldn't play the whole song for you guys, but whatever. It is what it is. It's an upload thing. We're just jamming. Nobody hey, cares. Play an outro type thing. Okay, outro. You, oh, why? Why are you going to do this? All right, we're going to do... Yeah, just do an outro, and it's going to fade out on you. But say goodbye. Uh, that's Joe Messer. Peace out, motherfuckers. Uh, I'll talk to y'all later. Joe Messer, KT Bar, Equine Service, uh, Horseshoe Service. You, you could... Um... And uh, other stuff. Joe and Messer. <laughs> good friend of mine. Peace, we out of here. Be good to yourselves. <laughs>